welcome again. We have Jackie Leons today uh, again. And um, Jackie Leons is one of the hosts of Mentify TZ. It's a podcast that is centered around mental health. So I thought, why not bring Jackie here so that we could have a mental health 101 uh, for the rich aunties and the listeners of the podcast. And so Jackie will tell us more about Mentify in her intro. If she will have to do her intro again, she'll tell us more about Mentify. What's the goal? Then we can start the session. So I I hope um, most of you already know me from the last session. So I'll just skip to the part where what is Mentify about? So Mentify, I'm doing with a friend, a family member too, he is my cousin. So Mentify, we talk about, we, what we aim at Mentify particularly is creating a mental health awareness community, particularly for Tanzanians. Because again, in our culture, the whole thing about mental health and emotional intelligence, because they are really closely related, is not a common thing. It's not something that's talked about as easily in our streets, in our homes, in our spaces, in our workspaces. So Mentify is basically there to, for us to talk about that and connect that to our everyday life and make it very relatable. So it's not just about theories and principles, but it's connecting to what has already happened to us. It's sharing that knowledge according to what we know concerning the topic as we, we both learn because through the process we are learning, but we are also helping other people learn and we're also learning through other people as they share feedback back to us. So in a nutshell, that is what Mentify the podcast is about. But then we have uh, our bigger goal is that we grow Mentify into a community, but also a space where people can come and get help where people can come discover themselves better concerning mental health issues and issues concerning emotional intelligence. So yes, in a summary, that is what Mentify the podcast is about. Uh, Jackie, where can we get Mentify on what platforms? Oh yes, uh, Mentify is in Instagram at MentifyTZ. And under Mentify, there is one emotional dip. So in Instagram, there is one emotional one emotion dip at one emotion deep, and then there's at MentifyTZ, and then MentifyTZ is on Twitter, it's on Facebook, we have a website I can share in the group later, and um, we're also on TikTok. So in all the social, social networks, we're there, and we also have a private number, just in case somebody needs to talk to somebody. Yeah, so on our social medias, at MentifyTZ, and at one emotion deep. Uh, thank you, thank you, uh, Jackie. So the, uh, let's get into it. Um, these days, kuna usemi wanasema, stress kidogo mtu wanasema kwamba ni mental health. So can you explain to us, what is mental health, uh, what is it really, uh, so that we can understand before we proceed? Okay, so in, I'll, I'll say it in very simple terms, Sarah. 
what is health health ni kwamba your body supports you the way it needs to support you how umekichwa um your heart is pumping the way it needs to your eyes feel fine and i mean these remedies like spectacles but then it it basically when you're in health it it basically means you're in balance with yourself so what mental health is is that mentally you're in balance you're in balance mentally kwamba there's no extremes of uh, stress there's no extremes of depression there's no extremes of of excitedness there's no extremes and the thing with mental health it's it just doesn't end in the mind it just doesn't end with the mental part of it it affects your emotions and definitely it affects your overall life which means it leads to actions that are not are not normal are not everyday actions so for instance Uh, if somebody is bipolar where you have these extreme episodes of emotions that one day you're so like one minute you're extremely happy and one minute you're extremely sad that is out of balance usually when life happens and life does happen every day there's usually a balance where you know what I'm stressed but I can handle this so there's an there's an extreme that takes you out of the balance we are talking about the balance it's not that i'm always ha- happy and i'm always calm and then it's not like i'm always um the extreme of uh, like i'm always angry i'm always no it's not it's not in the extremes it's about today i had a problem and i handled it and my life went on So when you have that problem you can't say now niko na mental health issues the mental health issues it comes when your mental balance takes you to take actions that are not societally normal for instance extreme anger where you start to break things or extreme depression where you close yourself for weeks and weeks and you get suicidal and then there are patterns also to mental health the repetitiveness of an issue happening then you know okay this is not exactly in a balanced state so mental health issues when it, it becomes an issue when it's repetitive and when it's out of balance just in a very simple term to understand what it is So stress zipo kila siku but it, it shouldn't qualify kwamba nina mental health issues kwa sababu leo nina niko na biashara yangu inayotakiwa hela nitapata wapi hela so when you're thinking mungu wangu nina stress ya kupata hela that's not a mental health issue it's just normal stress and life has stress every day does that clarify yes um so on that question because you've said one of the biggest signs is just having extremes right yeah. um on the same so how would i know that my mental health is in, is in balance because there's all this talk about whereby sometimes like depression is quiet you never know that you're depressed or people can never tell somebody's having some mental battles but me myself how do i know that now i'm in balance so uh so here's here are some of the things to look at so for instance there are things that are your hobbies 
So for instance, Neymar, you love uh, traveling, for instance, yeah? And then you have the means, you have the company, you have like you have everything that supports you to travel, but somehow that hobby becomes the most boring thing you, you'd ever want to do. And then it leads to like you, you sort of isolate and for no particular reason. Uh, there are things like feeling worthless. There are things like having an emotional overwhelm. So you see, uh, emotionally, a lot of things trigger us to take us out of balance emotionally, like a lot, because life happens. Every single day, life happens. So when you find yourself, uh, so for instance, your boss asks you, when you maturation report, and you start crying, like you, you go into a breakdown, that alerts you and and that's when like you're really self-aware mm, this is not normal that alerts you i'm out of balance and something is happening in me when you lose memory <laughs> when you lose things like memory so you might be going out your way and you find that more than often you just forget things and sometimes mental health happens in the body so you'd have chronic headaches things like chron chronic headaches that you cannot, you go to the hospital, but you, you have headaches, not sleeping well, like uh, chronic insomnia, the people who have chronic insomnia, uh, loss of self-worth, like when suddenly we know what Neema stands for, and then suddenly you do not have an identity of who you are, you cannot differentiate yourself from the ground so yeah in a nut it's it's when you like you lose interest irritability when you're irritated with small things a simple thing can make you get out of balance and then you start breaking down in tears when you cannot clearly express yourself emotionally like maybe now i'm sad now i'm happy you're just like everything is on the extreme when your concentration has decreased when you lose interest of things that you used to love when you don't have hope and you don't have you have like a, like you don't see where your future is going worthlessness and extreme shame and sometimes it's shame that may not be associated with any shame anything that you've done shameful but you have that inner shame self-destructive behavior which is something like um getting suicidal drinking yourself too much using drugs like those things that actually affect you in the long run but it's just like you do not care those are the, some of the ways that you know like okay maybe i should check myself waking up in the morning becomes troubleful things like that if i have to summarize like you really need to know who are you what are you in your everyday life in order to notice the differences so like then you're like, mm, why can't I sleep well these days? If you're always breaking down emotionally, why are you, why is that happening? If you're feeling self-destructive, if you your worthiness gets out of you, you have to be questioning, why is this happening to me? Why don't I want to go out with friends? Why don't I want to travel anymore? So those are some of the ways that you could, you could know that, okay, you could be developing something that needs attention. Um, I Jackie, thank you for saying that. Because uh, I think for me last year I was hectic. Uh, and I think at some point I did something with regards to my boss and Jocelyn. 
uh, my work mm. colleague, and she wa- she's one of the rich aunties. After mm. I was done with the call, she was like, that was not right. Even if you and your boss are usually cool, you went a bit off. So mm. I think sometimes even ourselves, we, we won't know what is really happening until mm. maybe somebody around us uh, notices. So yeah, I, I just went off on my boss. Like it was that bad. I And I, I never do that. Like I get A for humbleness, humility in my reviews. Mm. So that was odd for him also because after that, he told me, I'll call you back. And he asked me, what do you need? Because he knew also what was going on. So again, uh, always look for the signs uh, and do not let it get to a point where you're screaming at your boss. I was not literally screaming, but I was using a tone that was not right. Jackie, you said things like, uh, at times uh, you said things just go out of balance, okay? Um, And you start doing all these things that really show that you, your mental health is affected. But what really causes it? Because out here, my issue was more about, I was dealing with grief. uh, And I know most people do not know, but my dad was my best friend and i know i've not been like talking a lot about him and everything but that's why i say people think they know you but they don't know you so for me it's it's still hard but i think i thought i was fine because you're the first one you've dealt with everything but you didn't mourn or have all that so i know grief is one of the causes and i have seen how bad it can get what other causes lead to somebody's mental health just going off balance? Okay. So I, I've said that life happens, you know, and and the causes could be anything and everything, literally. But the one thing that that about causes that we should not, before I go into the causes, the one thing about causes that we should not is that they stack up, yani, they grow. It's, it's not like an immediate cause. So for instance, for example of grief, so one day you've lost your dad, but you never really dealt with what that really meant. So you went on with life, and because that part was not dealt with, it kept stacking on itself. So every time, and this is how it happens, you could sit alone and it comes back to you. But then when you go out to meet everyone else, you wear your cup of I'm fine, not dealing with what happened. And then you have another moment um, where you sit with yourself again and the reality checks, and then you quickly have to snap out of it. And that is how it happened, right? Yes, because yeah. yes, because yes. I am the first one, so I was busy making sure funeral arrangements were in order. I was busy making sure mom is fine, my young brother is fine, my son is fine, and just fighting relatives left, right, and center. Uh, if you're a firstborn, I don't pray this on you, but I think you need to be mentally prepared for such situations. It's the most emotionally exhausting job ever when you lose a parent and all these relatives in your face so and then after that i came back and went in straight to work so so like like i'm thinking aside that what the cause is you should be very self-aware of what is happening to you am i dealing with what i need to deal with at the time that i need 
to deal with. So that is one thing. So so one one causative is evil, negative negative things that happen to our life. Um, the likes of anger, the likes of grief, the likes of and it can come in any way. So you've lost a job, you don't deal, you don't deal with the issue. It could be money issues since this is a platform about money. It could come from debt and then from that debt where you're not you're not exactly dealing like with the reality. Okay, I'm in debt. I need to clear the debts. If it's bad debt, how did I get into this debt so as I cannot get back into this? But you're just fixated on, oh my God, I'm in debt. And then you start stacking negativity on the debt issue. Kwamba, uh, I can never manage my money. I'm so bad with money. I'm always accumulating more debt. And you keep stacking this thing up to the point you find yourself that the, the debt has, has outgrown your mental capacity to actually handle debt because we all have a financial, we have a financial banner for everything. We actually have a, we have a limit. Yes, that's the word. We have a limit for everything that's happening in our life. And there's this thing, we are all crazy. As human beings, we are all crazy and we are all sane. It only takes the right conditions for us to go to the other side. So if 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 you're cra if if you're sane today with the right condition, you can become crazy. And if you're crazy today with the right condition, you become sane. So the balance there is like triggers are everywhere. It could be anything, it could be your family, it could be substance abuse, but then it's not just about the abuse. How did you get to that abuse? There are conditions that they say mental health can be inherited from a, from a um, biological perspective. I'm not quite good at it, so I'll not go into that, but it can be inherited. However, all mental health comes from life. I'll summarize it at that all mental health comes from life and it comes from our inability to control ourselves in life circumstances. I hope that answers the question. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about stigma on mental health. Like I know it's a mm. conversation that right now has started and maybe some mm. people are using it as an excuse to get out of everything, but I'll give you a scenario. When I had my mm -hmm. son, I was straight from school. Mm -hmm. I did not have a job. There was no baby daddy in the picture. I was mm -hmm. actually, I had postpartum depression or maybe it started way before because I would be fine during the day with my friends working at Maria Pia, uh, happiness. Naomi will be laughing, we'll go for walks. And then at night I would turn around and cry all myself to sleep. And then after that, yes, after having the baby, I went into the autopilot. Okay, the baby needs to be fed, yeah. the baby yeah. needs to be cleaned. And, and I think the one time that when I realized that I was depressed was when two months into my new job, her child called me and told me I am likely not to be confirmed. I think that was okay. like the wake up call. And I was like, who am I? What is going on? And even then, you, who do you talk to? Who do you tell? You can't tell your mom, I am having postpartum depression. What is that? Yeah. Huh? We're African women. 
we're meant to to have kids in whatever conditions and raise them why are you complaining so this stigma why is there stigma and how do we go about it okay so first off the stigma is cultural because again we are africans let's start we are africans in being africans there are labels of abstract sense of things like who's a woman in a society who's a man in the society so culturally speaking th these are things that just like they are being taught right now and even right now has never held head of mental health issues. So culturally, that person will only remain on the roles of what they have to do. So as a man, they would need to provide and they have always um, presented to portray this strength that a man should be strong because you have a family to take care of. To take care of. As a woman, you do not need to speak for yourself or your thoughts. What you have to do is take care of your husband and take care of your family because you're raising the next generation. So the stigma comes in that abstract sense of a culture thing, which has been developed from way back and it got from, from grandfather to father to father to son, son to their, to their grandchildren. And that is like where, where that comes from. It's cultural, it's typically cultural. How do we break it? First off, the first, the first thing that I would suggest is self-awareness, is understanding who you are in the midst first this of the culture itself. And second, who are you as an individual? And now that we as individuals already are exposed to this topic, we need to make the difference where we are. We have to make the conversation. And when you encounter a person who tells you um, mental health, give examples of how that affects a, another person. So I'll give an example. Um, there's, a, there's a friend, there's a day I asked on my Mentify podcast actually, when I was preparing for the, for, for the session that I had the other time, I had asked people this question, what are the things that you need to heal from? And there's a friend of mine who said that he needs to heal from bullying. And how did the bullying come by? It's So he, they used to be the smartest person in the room, in the class, in among peers, and sometimes even right now in the workplace. So because people have, they don't know how to relate to things that they do not understand. That is the problem. We don't know how to relate with things that we don't understand. Since we don't know how to relate, the easiest way is to relate in a way that protects us. And usually protection means you have to fight back. So we are not kind with people. So when, when people went to, to the person um, about him being smart, they always tried to put them down because they never matched to what they are. Now, what that translated is they found themselves sometimes unconsciously being bullied. They also bullied other people. So that is a story you have to, 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 to relate to another person that this is important. For instance, these days in relationship, 
we hurt people and sometimes we we don't have any intention to hurt them and maybe we've been hurt with people who really did not have any intention to hurt us so it means each one of us has to do the work and we need to stand in that gap to take that message forward which is one of the reasons I do mentify, because people have to know we have a problem that we need to face. And sometimes people do not know what they don't know. They just need somebody to illuminate. You know what? You could be hurting a person without really wanting to hurt them, and that could be your fault. And you need to work in the things that you need to work to work on. So yes, that's that, like that's how we can do something about it. Because the thing with mental health is it's not do one, two, three, you're done. It's a process because even coming into a mental health issue, there was another process. You follow your example, you would hang out with your friends, but you come back at home and you, and, and you would cry yourself to sleep. And that had to happen over and over and over for it to become an issue. So which means to break that, you have to apply another process to undo what you did. So there is no one, two, three. There is practicing, be patient, learning, being aware, and doing our part to stand on the gap of the issue. Yeah, uh, Jackie, I'm right with you about having the conversations and everything. And I understand it's difficult because I remember I sometimes on my Instagram do post on motherhood, on the other side of motherhood, not the glorified side and single single mm. moms. Uh, and also when I was going, part of my grief journey, I was just sharing, people think you share everything online, but you never know. It's a message you have, you have to share, maybe it helps somebody. And I met somebody face-to-face -face who follows me on Instagram. I didn't know them. Mm -hmm. And then she was like, oh, you're Naima. I'm like, yeah. Oh, Instagram. Yeah, so there's stuff like that. And for a minute, I wanted to say like, bullshit, I'm not going to do this. But I was like, but that's one person who texted that way. Maybe she has deeper issues and she just exactly. hates hearing the truth or doesn't have the strength to just face the truth. So it's okay. Maybe keep talking until she feels it's normal for us to have such conversations so exactly. i think we need to keep pushing no matter because those people have guys there's the most in those dms on instagram but we are here to make sure everybody <laughs> changes for the good now you say exactly. we've had the conversation i have i spoke about when i was having my grief and the story that i went off my boss not like really screaming but i went off my boss um Give it in another, in another situation, if it was another boss who was different from my boss, meaning my boss is human and has emotions um, yeah. and is considerate, I would have been fired. So imagine having mental issues and jobless on top of that and grief. Uh, yeah. So let's talk about what are the effects of not attending to mental, not, let's not even say attending. When you have mental issues, how does it affect, let's talk about finances, yeah your relationships, workplace, and even your friendship circle, your family, like how does that really affect your lifestyle? So um, it definitely affects you greatly 
because here's the thing. So there was among the questions, there was a question, what is the relationship between mental health and finances or money particularly? This is the way we should treat mental health so as we, we can understand how it affects all the other parts of our life. So mental health in itself, it stands on its own. Like it's, 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 it's a topic of its own. It's an issue of its own that needs to be dealt with. And then money or relationship or friendship or self-development, those are also other issues. Now, the thing to understand is that if you're not balanced, and I'll explain the term balance in this way, what happens is your thoughts, which is your mind, affects your emotions because you think about something and then it, it affects what happens within you it affects your state it affects your emotions um when and and your emotions affects your actions so i need us to understand this triangle of how mental health and all other life happens that it's your thoughts affecting your emotions and your emotion affecting your actions which is which now translates into so i don't have a job you start thinking how will I provide for myself? My rent is so due. How will I uh, take care of my child? How will I provide for my family? So for instance, for, for firstborns who actually are taking care of families, how will I take care of my family? Maybe I have people, they need, they expect fees from me. So you, you stack those thoughts and then it affects you emotionally. You're like, oh my God, what, what am I going to do? Like, you get frustrated, you get um, sad, you lose your self-worth because again, your, your job was identify what your self-worth was. And then that leads to what you do next. You, you decide now, now it comes to the part of the actions. You decide either, now we either act in flight or fight. So either you fight back like, no, I can do this. I can get another job. My CV is good. I'm going to do whatever it takes. If it's not the job that I had, I'm going to do whatever it takes to make it work. I'm going to start a business with the little money I've saved, etc. And then you act upon it. Or some people now get into a depressive state and then it keeps becoming worse. Now, the thing we should understand is that if you're not balanced, you cannot think, you cannot Think of a solution to a problem when you're not when you're not mentally balanced. You like there's there's no particular way. And the way to understand is that we have life conditions that happen to us every day. And then these life conditions becomes our blueprints. What do I mean? Blueprint means your needs. What what are the things that you need at a particular point in time? What are your beliefs? What are your values? What are your expectations? All these translate to how you relate with other people, to how you would relate with your intimate relationship, with your family, in the society. It translates to all these other things. And then at the same time, it also translates to what actions you would do concerning finances. So if I have to answer that, I'll tell you, 
you have to be able to sit down and say need improvement and what are the areas that I'm doing good because with that with when you sit with that um thought it 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 helps you to make an analysis of what best you could do and it also helps you to balance it out the thing with mental health because it is silenced it is very silenced it is very easy to get to the negative end of the situation instead of the positive end of the situation like it's very easy if you're not self aware enough if you if you do not take stock of what is happening to you and since it's easy it means it comes down to you what would you what would you do given on a given situation and you need you need to be able to break it down tunatabia tunasema maisha yangu ni mabaya sina kazi nimeisha sina cha kufanya but when you come down to it you, you need to start sitting down do i have a friend who can connect me to to a person who can give me a job and then you say like neema save snackazi please ukisikia in opportunity sehemu naomba uniambie but you have to be mentally balanced to remember that kuna mfano mmoja nilisoma jana where somebody made an investment and then they lost everything they had and i'll use this example to to explain what you should do so he went to a therapist and told the therapist i'm finished there's nothing else i can do i am totally finished i have nothing left and then the therapist asked him are you sure akasema yes like i'm done so the therapist told him let's let's look into certain things do you have a house then he goes yes i have a house Okay then akamwambia write everything that you have so akasema okay now we have a house is your wife still with you akasema yes my wife is still with you akasema okay your wife is still with you are your children willing to help you out in this situation they said yes everybody is in support um my children want to help out and they say they'll be with me throughout this situation until i can get back on my feet and then akamusa do you have a, do you still have a few friends who can help you out of this situation like they can support you where you need whether it's morally or financially said so, yeah there are, there are a few friends who who help me out who promise to help me out and they're willing to actually be there for me and then the therapist said so what do you mean when you say you've lost everything and then at that particular moment that person said i've never really thought about it like that and said yes you haven't thought about it like that because you were so fixated on everything that you lost instead of everything that you have that could take you to another place so that is how we should view mental health and how we could actually improve and how it is associated to each and every other aspect of our life because triggers to mental health is everything it's all life so it's connected to everything including our finances and we have to be in balance and for us to be in balance we have to put in the work to actually make an evaluation when you are in a had space what do i do what can i do in this situation to get out or to improve where i'm at and not just think things in an abstract sense especially when the situation is a negative situation because in negative situation is the time when we stack negativity into it it's so easy like if i give you people exercise right now write 10 positive things about you and write 10 negative things about you the negative list will fill in faster than the positive list but why it's because we really have we have in life we do not practice to see the positives in situations 
and then in a larger sense of it it affects our mental health Jackie, from your example you say the guy went to a therapist okay therapy uh -huh. in tanzania first i don't think it's something that's readily available because i was doing my research and uh -huh. it it's just so difficult to get like uh, resources in that uh, resources or the personnel that do that. And then another mm. thing, uh, most health insurances, unless you're working for the international corporations, mm. like so the cigarette companies and those type of companies uh, do not include therapy as an option yeah. for their yeah. uh, health insurance. And the other thing that I learned, so after doing my research, it's expensive still the one that i wanted to go with is expensive like i have to sit down and save up and that's for one mm. session you've not yeah. yeah and you want to do that regularly so that you can deal with everything that you have going on so and you said like uh the causes are life happens it's every day we are going through life right yes. Yes. so yes. what are the other things which are either cheap or free that we can practice that can make us or help us to at least maintain that balance not to a hundred percent but at least we know okay i am alive i am here it's it's tipping on this side but i'm aware it's going this side i'm also aware so what can we do in that sense okay um it's true therapy is expensive and of course in our market it's also not all that although there are people who are doing that but it's all it's not all that what can you do so most of the mental imbalances and i'll call them imbalances ha happens from the negative things that are happening in our lives yeah the first thing that I would suggest is you have to be able to discipline the disappointment. Discipline the disappointment to the point that not everything that negatively affects you, you have to react to it. Because mostly what happens when we have a negative thing happen to us, it's we react to the fastest way that we can numb the pain. So you have to discipline the disappointment and you have to be mentally prepared that you will be disappointed. This is life. There's so much that is happening in life at a particular time and you are not in control of anything. At any particular time and day, there would be a person who would disappoint, disappoint you. So there's, there's not enough protection you can do with yourself. So first off, you have to discipline the disappointment. The second thing is that you have to spend time on your self-awareness. What are your triggers? How do those triggers happen? And what do you do when those triggers to your extreme mental health imbalance, like what do they lead you to do? When you do that, it's easy to know that, okay, I'm really stressed today and my typical response for this pain is to drink myself to sleep. It is to shop myself out of my wallet. Or it is to eat in good restaurants for week in, week out. So you have to, to, to know what are your triggers 
what causes those triggers and sometimes triggers like you could have why am i saying what causes sometimes a trigger is something you cannot avoid it's like a family member you cannot like you cannot fire your family they're there or it's your husband or it's your child i mean it, it could be any extreme it's just something you or it's your boss it's just somebody that you have to tolerate so what is that trigger and then what do you do in that trigger so you have to invest on self-awareness so as when that condition happens to you you know how to deal with it and you don't go to the extremes of dealing with it and then the last thing that I would say is, um, and I mean, on, on, on the other point, when you understand how you deal with, you have to find something else that substitutes it. So for instance, if you use a week for eating out restaurant and saying I'm, I'm eating life, then reduce it to a day and then decide that you're going to pray about it, involve God. That is a substitution. If you do believe in God, involve God, involve your friends, talk to a person. So for instance, for me, I have a lot of people who randomly come to me and they just talk to me about their life and we just have that conversation. Most people just need a person to listen to. They don't, they don't even necessarily need a solution. They just need a person to listen to. So know your group of people who you can just go and talk to. Those are all costless go for exercises and exercises does not have to mean gym run out outdoors if you have fuel in your car take a long drive and just take a cool off i had a friend once who had stressed and <laughs> and they drove from dar es salaam to dodoma and back so that was a whole night thing and then they came back they were like fine and then after that they called me to tell me about what happened and like okay i'm breathing but i still need to talk to you so that's, that is a solution that somebody does. So if your solution is costly and maybe like you said, you cannot exactly afford therapy, find alternatives that are cheaper than engage yourself with people who you know you, they've got you. For instance, I have groups of people who I go to for different things. For different, th for different traumatic things that I need help with. Like I have my groups of people. So I know when I'm stressed, I should go to who. If it's a money issue, I should go to who. If it's a relationship issue, to go to who. If it's a spiritual issue, who should I go to? So I have those groups of people who I talk to at different times. And sometimes I can talk to all of them together just so as I do not make this problem my own. And I may not be like directly putting them in my problem but that's a way for me to release and that problem to go away and then the last thing that we can do is um i've actually heard it i think yesterday or today this today i think where if you have a problem in your life that's an opportunity for you to learn so as you can be good at that problem so for instance if it's if if you're aware that my mental health needs help, seek information concerning how can you take your mental health um, into a state of balance. If it's uh, your mental health, you are aware that your mental health is affecting your fi finances, learn about finances. So as you know, you know what? When I am mentally disturbed, I spend a lot. 
but you can put a mechanism whereby by the time you're spending, your future is already secured because you've learned about finances. I hope that answers the question. Yes, it does. Yeah, <laughs> it does answer the question. And um, I think I'll share for my two incidents what really happened. So the first incident where I was going through postpartum depression all the way until my son was like one and a half. So when I had that review, well, my uh, HR said you may not be, uh, you may not be hired, like confirmed uh, mm. by the end of your probation. Uh, actually, it's the same job I'm in right now, seven years in. Um, mm -hmm. So what I did, I went to Maria Pierre's place, Maria, because I, I had slept over there. Mm. And I went to a wardrobe. I found a red, nice fitting dress and I wore it to work. And I told myself, okay, I'm not going to get this job, okay? I can sit here and cry about it, but I know I'm awesome because I've been in ISEC when I was in uni. I was the youngest in everything. I was the one hitting this mark and that mark. I am good. There's something else. So I am going to put in my best work for this one month for myself, not for them to hire me because I was okay with going. And then I think after three months, obviously, I got confirmed or was uh... my probation extended? I don't know. But for me, I, I think I got to a point whereby I was okay with whatever outcome but i needed mm. to prove to myself that i was still that corporate buddy that i knew <laughs> from mm. ages ago yeah and then in my in my most recent one now this one is because the resources i i took unpaid leave two weeks because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. we'd been going back and forth bless my boss he was trying to be as human as, as possible, but there are laws. There are laws which need to be followed. So I got to a point and I was like, I don't know what you guys are going to do, but whatever decision you make, I am off for two weeks. When I come back, you tell me, is it money going out of my salary? Is it a consideration by the company? But I am going and I'm not going mm -hmm. to postpone this for a decision to be arrived at. And I remember our our finance manager at the time when he was when he did the calculations and then he was like you're leaving so much money on the table and I was like I don't care I am going to leave and I'm going to spend more money because I am going to go somewhere and stay for a week and just do nothing wake up eat sleep wake up eat sleep yeah. and yes so it's that money that you've seen that I'm losing, there's more that I'm also going to lose. And this is why I tell ladies all the time, you need to get your money right. You need to save that money. You need to invest that money. I could do that because after they take out all that money, uh, I think uh, I told them I didn't want to pay. So you know how they can take it out slowly until the end of the year. I told them, no, I want it to be taken out in lump sum. And everybody was like, how are you going to live? I was like, just take it out. So just because I had savings and investments, I could say, I'm sorry, but right now I have urgent matters to attend to. Then again, this is what I'm saying. If, if you think there's not any other reason to save or invest, maybe think about your mental health. Because I wish I could tell you that it will never happen to you. It will happen to you at the most Definitely. unexpected time. Yes. So... Definitely. 
So that's for my experience. And I'm sharing because I got feedback from the other Jackie, Jackie Moshi. She said I should be talking about my experiences also. So I am trying. But um, as you said, Jackie, so those are the issues that are there. And you also pointed out that if you're going through something, learn through it. I think mm -hmm. let's talk about mental health and heartbreaks. <laughs> because... Yeah. I have a degree. I think if there's a degree, I have a degree with heartbreaks. It's like it never works out. And um, I even got book a book out of all of that, like out of the relationships that didn't work. If you, you, we know that if you don't attend to your heartbreak well as women, because we are the emotions one, men just swallow it up and some at some point it will boil out or they'll be fine. Again, they're logical creatures. If you... Mm. If you don't deal with that, it can affect you. Because we've met people who commit suicide. Because Actually, before you go on, it's not just men. It, I mean, it's not just women. Men suffer too, which is why they like which is why you meet the people you meet i mean at one side it could be like okay what are the type of people i'm attracting but at the same time who are these people so which means there's a problem in both sides so it's both ways please proceed so, yeah so i just wanted us to have that discussion uh if you can give just some antidotes on how is that the right word tips on how to deal with a heartbreak so that it doesn't spill over i know we're talking about money but let's just this is something that we go through. We always want companionship. Whatever people are dating these days, they're dating that. But we, we want companionship. So how do you, based on how to treat heartbreak so it doesn't spill over into a mental mental health issue? If I have to give one big tip, because here is what happens after a heartbreak happens. It's that you need to cover the pain as quickly as possible. But what happens is that you're always finding the next person that would cover that pain, that would validate you that you're good enough, that would tell you, you know what, you're beautiful, you, that that would validate, you know what, you're, you're lovable. But the thing that we fail to sometimes to understand is that if a person does not relate to you the way you wanted them to relate to you in a relational sense when it comes to re relationship it's not about who you are it's not it's not coming down to who you are as an individual the thing that you should realize is that it's it's it, like it's not about me it's about a situation that did not fit me and did not fit the other person so what happens is after a breakup is we internalize that breakup and the memories and everything that we shared with this person to our worth, which it has nothing to do with that. So for you to get back on balance, because again, with the relationship, there are a lot of highs when it comes to emotions. There is a lot of highs. So if it's pain, there's a high in pain. If it's love, there's love in there's a high in love. There's a there's a high in frustration. There's a high in anger. There is like they there are all these highs which we need to take time to feel through and i'm going to use this word because here's the thing uh and and i think this is also something i've ever talked to you about neema kwamba life or relationship but then generally life 
will teach you the same lesson over and over again in different phases until you get it. But for you to get it, you actually have to learn. What does it mean to learn? It means taking the time to like, you know what? I need a break of it. Why did I get back to that situation? And I'll give, I'll give a personal experience. <laughs> so way back, I was in a relationship that was supposed to be ending up in marriage eventually but it was so toxic for me I could not start to explain it like it was it was so toxic the point I've never thought in my life and when you said Kwamba you just never know that this thing will might not happen to you sometimes life goes on and something or someone just comes and disrupts your bubble and and I'll put it like that so it was so toxic and because before that relationship, I had taken like five years of singleness. So when I got into that relationship, I was like, I was sure that I want this. So I was, I was somewhat whole. And, I, and like looking back right now, I would say I would somewhat, somewhat whole because the toxicity, I saw the toxicity from week one that like, no, this is not for me. However, I tolerated it for nine months. Why did I tolerate it for nine months? However, that was that was one of my most painful relationships, but it, it, is, it was also one of the fastest relationships I moved on from. And unbelievably, after a lot of self-evaluation and assessment, like, my God, Yaki, you're not this person. How did you get here? I realized the parts of me that were actually not in sync. For instance, like I said, I saw the toxicity from week one. Why did I tolerate it for nine months or let's say 10? And in the end, I literally went back to that person and I told them, thank you for being your authentic self in the whole time you were with me. How did I, how did I go back to say thank you? I went to say thank you because I realized if for any reason that person faked with me, if they faked the toxicity, if they like if they applied any form of fakeness that would have translated like oh, okay this is totally marriage material I would have suffered in marriage but then I had to realize the patterns of myself that led me into you know tolerating for nine months and again with that lessons these days I know like mm -mm, red flag if they want there's a saying that say if they want to they will but for you to be able to come to a point of if they want to, they will, and not tolerating, um, putting yourself down or diminishing yourself in any form of way, you have to take the time to understand why did you pass in the spaces that you passed the way you passed? Why did you tolerate the things that you tolerated the way you tolerated? Why do you always put yourself second Mbalina, the things that you actually want, because I believe each one of us have an idea, 80% of an idea of what they want out of a relationship and the reason why they want a certain type of relationship. But somehow you would just choose 20% and then roll with it. Why would you do that? Now, those are things that need need you to take time to take a pause and then you need to discover what your patterns are because again for instance you said if you have if somebody had to be given a degree of like you know bad relationship would be you it means you have already noticed your pattern now the likelihood of you going back in the same pattern right now 
has decreased to a considerable amount. And I know if I'm still not mistaken, you're, you're taking a break right now, Neema. And a break is for dealing with all the issues that we need to deal with. Remember in the beginning, I said with mental health, it's, it's, not, it's not that you find yourself, you have a certain ad, habit or a certain pattern. You have stacked it up, you have done it over and over, you have always put yourself down, but you cannot know these things if you keep, like if you keep trying to numb or you, if you keep distracting, yes, distraction is the word. If you keep distracting yourself with what you want, with what you want, but not what you need. Because we have different types of needs in different things. And when it comes to a relationship, there are needs. There are those non-negotiables. But for you to recognize the non-negotiables, you have to take the time to understand. So the one biggest thing, like everything comes down to that because there's a lot of work you have to do. You analyze, why did I, do I do that? Why don't I do that? Et cetera, et cetera. You have to take the time to do that. And since it takes time, you have to take the time and you have to be willing, like you have to have a relationship with being alone, which is really difficult, but you really have to have that relationship. So as the next time, you don't go back to the same mistakes that you had the, the previous time. And then um, something else, I think we, we run a lot on societal calendars, not realizing this life has a different has individual calendars actually so we have to be comfortable with walking into our calendars that god gave us so when one person is getting married at this time or having a relationship at this time it could be a time for you to pause and make money it could be a time for you to actually excel on your career it could be a time for you to build your self-development for the person that you want to become in the future it could be a time for you to move to move houses to move careers so like we we should not close our lives into these timelines that we think like you know what maybe i'm getting old but you're getting old, old for who we're coming back if they want to they will so which means when the right time the right person the right conditions and you have done your work this is an assumption you've done the work Everything will align accordingly. It's love and not war. And we have to remember that because sometimes we go for wars and then we overshadow it that it's love. I hope I've answered the question. Uh, today, uh, in the, uh, I was having a conversation in a WhatsApp group for Let's Talk Finance. And I think I was trying to explain to people the different generations that we have, X, Y, and Z. Um, and... Everybody started in fine with their generation, and those are Generation Z who actually. So we're talking about mental health. Somehow it got to mental health the discussion, not money anymore. And then mm. one of so I think a millennial made a comment about Gen Z. Uh, yes, we said um, yeah, she said any Gen Z stress kidogo kazin mental health. I want to resign and travel the world. And then a Gen Z came back and said. Uh, what about you millennials, a whole grown ass person blaming your parents for your life? So let's talk about childhood trauma and how it manifests in real life. And is it something, is it, do we blame our parents or how do we go about it? Is it about blaming the parents? How do we deal with it? And again, what is childhood trauma? How does it manifest? I found the comment very funny, but very true. 
because now we have people calling out their parents and saying you did this you didn't kiss me when i was young so now you see i can't i can take affection and all that but uh should we be really pointing fingers at our parents or what maybe they didn't have an idea what's going on uh okay <laughs> so i'll answer that like this first of all no no we shouldn't because your your life is your responsibility and your choices is are uh, for your accountability so like i cannot decide to kill a person and say you know what i was raised in a weird way the the, the like there is no explaining that you you get me mm-hmm. so so it comes down to an identification yakwamba yes i could have developed um affection issues because i i didn't have enough affection as a child that may be true and yes that could be a childhood drama i mean trauma however remember i said you have to identify what what are your triggers and how did you get where you got and what do you do about it so you, like no one should sit down and tell me or tell anyone that you know what i can't relate with with you because i had a bad past it's the same thing like the it's the same thing where you know what i'm a toxic partner because i've always had toxic partners it it makes no sense and then we build what we call generational castes so like you know generational castes have been associated religiously and spiritually <laughs> to be a caste and like you know all these bad things but we create generational castes for the work that we don't do that we need to do on ourselves so honestly for me if a person comes to me and says you know I I had childhood trauma and that's why I cannot do um do the work if you had childhood trauma I have adult trauma because I've been having and suffering from the firstborn syndrome for 10 years of my life do you know how hard that is do you know how hard that is i had plans i want to have had i had plans to build a house right now i had plans to have i don't know a car to live my life comfortably and i have that capability but i've been a firstborn so i'm traumatic should i bring that to my children should i make my children suffer because you know what at some point i've suffered so i think it's a mindset issue and it requires a mindset shift yes i've been in the spaces that i've been they've not worked out for me but do i really want to be that person for the other person and that's just a decision which is why i said like the other time kwamba for what you do not know sit down and learn about it so if you have identified you have a trauma and yes there are childhood traumas from patterns that happened in your childhood in different aspects and yes they can affect you as an adult it's true that is all true however on your part do you put in the work the necessary work for you to break the chain that could actually affect your child that could actually affect your job because remember we said these things they 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 fall off into all life 
So have you put in the, 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 the work? And we need to put in the work. And even if we know or we think that we are all right, we should keep doing the due diligence. Kwamba like, mm, mm, mm. So I'll give I'll give <laughs> I'll give a, a, a live example. So uh, I was talking to a friend today, and we were talking about a certain issue that is between us, and in the middle of it, I broke I broke down, <laughs> like I literally broke down. And then they went, why are you crying? And I'm like, I don't know why I'm crying. I literally did that. But then, but die, when I said with myself, I'm like, mm, okay, why did that just happen? But you remember we talked about the stress I had today. So it was a stack up of the day. And like today, a lot of things happened to me today, like really quick. And then at some point I was laughing. I'm having a whole mental breakdown issue here. And I'm going to talk about mental health, but I handled it. At the same time, I did an evaluation to understand why did I just break down? Because it was not a breakdown situation. But why did I break down? And the breakdown was so quick. Like two minutes, I broke down and then I'm fine. And it's not like I, I hid myself. Like it's not like I ignored the feeling. Like it's gone right now. I'm so fine. I'm so balanced. Like it's, it's, it's done. But I realized it's because this day has been a tough day. Like I had a lot to do. I had a lot on my mind. I had a lot to take care of. Now, if I was married right now, I could be justified to go and be an asshole to my husband today because, you know, I had a bad day. No, that's not right. So we have to do in the work. Yes, childhood trauma is there, but we have to do the work. Where you're, Whatever you're lacking in knowledge, go out there and learn about it. There's no justification of your actions because with your actions, there's accountability. And it just happens in life, hamna accountability kama ya, umefanya makosa, umefunja sheria, unafungwa. But in the long run, there is also that type of accountability where you don't have a relationship with your daughter or with your sister, with your siblings or in your job place and you can never land the position that you want because you have not done your work. Now you can't sit there and say it's because I had a situation in my childhood. Uh, and I want to thank you, Jackie, for coming through. Um, so before you go, any parting shots? Um, I, I, would, I would want to say this concerning men, mental health particularly, but it's also a connection of mental health and, and emotional health. Let's call it that. We have to realize how patterns come to us, yeah? And I want us to note these three things. And I hope you, like, I hope somebody is taking notes. But, but again, the podcast will be available by die. So what happens is for everything that comes outside of us, we develop what is called a state. And the state is an emotional state. So for instance, I get, I'm, I'm like, if there's bad news about my job today and maybe there's a possibility of losing my job, my state changes. You, you become negative and like you just become sad, either sad or um, fear. It could be sadness or fear that would come in. 
And then when you develop your state, you create what is called a story. So that's the second thing. You create what is called your story. And your story could be anything. Maybe from whatever experience you had from that job, you would say, I'm not good enough. I can never have another job. Um, I'm not valuable enough. What will I do out there in the market? I've stayed too long in the current company and now I don't have a job. Like all this is a story that we create about ourselves. And then you create and start this. And then that story about the job becomes the story about how you can't take care of your family. It becomes the story about how you're not um, significant among your peers. It becomes the story about all the things that you did not achieve, like the car, the house. It becomes a story about all these things. Now, usually from the state to the story, there are always two narrations. So for every like for for every trigger that comes that comes from outside you, the state could be negative or positive, and the story could be negative or positive. So when one person is stacking the negativity, there's another person who can stack the positivity and say, you know what, like what you did, Neema, you said, you know what, I've been a straight uh, like an A student. I've always done what I need to do. I've always like I've always I'm me. I'm a buddy, you know. And then you went out and you showed that you're a buddy. And seven years later, you are where you are. Now, when you after your state, which was all the depression that you had, and then your story was that you're a buddy, and then you went with the third thing that was a strategy. You said, you know what, for just one month, I'm going to be the person that I know I am. How am I going to do it? You had your, your pinpointers. Maybe you said, I'll get into work early. I'll always deliver on time. I will connect with people. I'll learn how to talk. I'll learn on my communication. I'll deliver beyond time. Like, you know, this is, these are all strategies to, for you to say like, okay, I'm a buddy. And then through these three things, which was your state, your story, and your strategy, it changed your whole outcome to seven years later. Now, this is the same thing that we should take when we're always dealing with mental health. We should always be aware with everything that's happening, what is our state? And when that state happens, what is the story that I'm talking, like, what is the story that I'm telling about, uh, I'm, I'm talking about? And we always associate the story to the self. Like, you know, all these stories we tell ourselves. And then if your story is negative, change it. Use the 90 seconds rule. When you start finding yourself, you're talking negatively, go back to the positive side of the story. And that will define what your strategy will be that will give you a better outcome. Because if you have a bad story, your strategy will not be likely to give you the results that you want. But you have a good story, it will affect obviously your state and it will also mean um, affect your strategy. And then you'll also have better outcomes. So that will be my parting shots concerning this mental health and emotional thing and how we can actually control it and integrate it with, in our everyday life and especially on our money and then I told you a joke earlier <laughs> Kwamba, you know like our mental health at this point of our time we just need to find more money because sometimes when you get more money your mental health also balances it itself out with no problem so thank you for listening everyone uh thank you jackie uh, i want to say thank you uh thank you for the work you're doing and thank you for mentify 
I wish maybe eight, nine years ago, Mentify was available. Maybe then I would have known that I am going through depression and maybe I would have addressed it accordingly. But uh, keep doing the work. It's much needed. We we still need to understand what's mental health. And as you said, most of the work is you need to, you need to. So it's personal work. So we need those tactics and reminders constantly on how to deal with our mental health. So I wanted to say thank you for the work you're doing.